to the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Welcome back to episode nine of Secrets of the Self-Made. Today I have somebody who is very near and dear to my heart joining me. I'm going to interview Gracie Plushcourt. She is my daughter and she was one of the very first students to go through a self-made you program. So Gracie, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. Hi everyone. Uh, thanks for letting me come on and talk with you all. Um, as my mom just said, I'm Gracie Plushcourt and I am 21 years old. I grew up here in Lakeville, but now I go to school at, I go to college at the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. I live there during the school year in a house with three roommates, and I am currently in my third year going for my bachelor's degree in marketing with a psychology minor, and I'm planning to graduate in the spring of 2023. That will be such an awesome day. Your brother yes. is graduating in the spring of 2022, so spring of 2023, mama's getting a pay raise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Like I said, you were one of the very first students to go through Self-Made You. I needed a couple guinea pigs to try these um, programs out. So those little guinea piglets were you, your brother, and your dad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? I know that you weren't necessarily attracted to it because I kind of roped you in, but what would you say was your experience? Well, yeah. I mean, you obviously were what attracted me to self-made you. Um, you never pushed me though to join your program, but watching your success was very inspiring. And I've watched your program blossom into what it is today. And when I when people ask me what it's like to go through your program, I wanted to be able to give my own opinions and experiences to them. Um, and like you said, we were one of the first and I'm still one of the only people my age that has gone through the program. So that was kind of fun. It was kind of um, cool to be the guinea pig and experience that. Um, and I was like everyone else, just thinking that I could never go longer than a few hours without eating. And then when quarantine hit, I excessively binge ate just to pass my time. So this was a huge adjustment for me, but it was very much needed. And now I try to incorporate fasting into my daily schedule. And I definitely notice a huge difference throughout my day um, when I'm fasting. Yeah. So Gracie talks about when the quarantine hit. I think a lot of us think about it in, the ter in terms of the pandemic, when the pandemic hit. But when you're a college student, you know, life looks different. They literally were quarantined to their apartment. And unfortunately, Gracie contracted um, COVID 
pretty early on. It was like the first week of school, right? Yeah. The first week. Yeah. And so she was in like isolation quarantine for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. um, where they moved her out of her apartment and into a very desolate apartment because, you know, being amongst the first, they weren't sure how to handle this. And they just really wanted to keep all the other kids safe. And that's obviously, you know, respectable. But when you are in an environment that is, you know, completely unusual, completely foreign, and you're feeling nervous, you're feeling afraid, most of us will use food as a coping mechanism or some other, we'll find some other way of buffering. So that's when Gracie started to recognize the binging starting to happen. So what would you say is one of the more profound lessons or concepts that you've learned and how did you start to, and how are you still incorporating that into your life? Um, Yeah. So I would say the most profound thing I've learned is that you can choose um, your thoughts, which will help you manage your feelings. Um, When you first walked me through the model, I was honestly very resistant because When you feel bad, you just want someone to say it's going to be okay and just let you be sad for a little bit. So me being the stubborn, me being as stubborn as I am, I was not happy when my mom told me that I feel the way I do because of the thoughts I'm creating for myself. So once I realized that you can choose your choose and change your own thoughts, it was a game changer for me. Yeah. And not unlike some of my other clients, (laughs) you felt the resistance, but I will say I do try not to coach when um, the coaching isn't wanted, but I also believe so much in the power of choice and, and awareness that it is hard to watch people, especially the people that you love, suffer unnecessarily. So yeah, I did. Uh, try to coach you probably in an, in an unwanted uh, time and place. Um, so what are the differences now that you've experienced? Now that you've incorporated what you've learned, what would you say are some of the more significant differences? Well, um, eating specifically and fasting, um, like I said, I try to incorporate fasting every day. I mean, that's also a little hard to do when I'm in a college environment, but I do it the most I can. And when I am fasting and I am consistent with it, it, I can tell like a drastic difference um, just by how I feel and like how motivated even I am just to like get through my work or like my schoolwork stuff and going to the gym. And I just, I feel so much like clear minded and, um, just like, I have so much more energy when I'm not constantly sitting there eating all the time. Yeah. And I, I also get a lot of clients that say, how does fasting have anything to do, or what does fasting have anything to do with the way you think? And it, it really does have a big impact because you do think more clearly. And if you are a student of mine, I'm always asking you to have a sense of awareness of what you're thinking so that you can choose whether you want to continue to create the same experience for yourself. And if you don't have that, you know, cognitive clarity, 
it's difficult to see those thoughts. Do you remember any of the thoughts that you um, very intentionally changed? Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to eating specifically, I would say I was pretty stuck on eating three meals a day. And I also, um, when I first started, I was really um, heavily into working out and going to the gym every day. And so in my mind, I always thought like, there's no way I could go through a workout like I used to um, when I haven't eaten. And honestly, the that was one of the coolest things was being able to do a fasted workout and feeling so good after and like just realizing that a lot of the stuff that we grew up like thinking or hearing about um, how much you eat isn't exactly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time that your metabolism turns on the minute you start eating. So breakfast, therefore, happens to be the most important meal of the day, which is just simply not true. You don't have to eat to turn on your metabolism. That's not true. But, you know, we are fed so many of these myths from the diet industry, which also includes some personal trainers. And that was one time where I would say I bit my tongue. Gracie had hired a personal trainer who was, um, did a great job of giving you plans and, um, you know, having, she had strong communication with you, which was awesome. But the plan consisted of three meals a day and six, oh, six meals a day and heavy, heavy protein. Yeah. Probably light on fat, if I was to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Light on fat and, and heavy on protein, which is pretty much the reverse of what I teach my clients. Um, I teach my clients to eat low refined carbs, low sugar, moderate protein, and high fat. Our body actually prefers to operate from fat. And so if you're not consuming the fat, then it's burning the fat that's stored on your body as a source of energy. So you can do fasted workouts. And it's actually great because it, um, it promotes the human growth hormone amongst noradrenaline, a lot of other really good benefits come from fasted workouts. So um, I I did bite my tongue during that, (laughs) during that time. But I'm so excited to see that, you know, obviously, I had an influence, and it was an indirect influence, I would say, um, where Gracie realized that incorporating fasting at some degree for her really works, her body really likes that pattern which I think most people's body would prefer that. Just to be honest, I think a lot of people are just afraid to try it. Would you say that's true? Definitely, yeah. I know that a lot of um, my own peers and people my age, they kind of look at me sideways when I say I'm fasting just because it's not, um, it's not something that's super um, common for people my age or um, socially acceptable, I'd say, just because of how um, we're taught as like from middle school that we need to eat three meals a day. And that's what's 
going to help us survive. And I don't know, I would say that some of the biggest myths we learn are when we're in middle school in our mm -hmm. home ec classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sadly. So what is your, did you say what your major is? Yeah, marketing with a psychology minor. Yeah. So Gracie, of course, I'm completely biased, but um, Gracie has a very, um, uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? She's just um, really objective in her thinking and, and very clear in her thinking. She can track thoughts really well, but I think her objectivity is probably one of her strongest skill sets. And so I definitely have a dream that someday she'll play a big role in self-made you. I know she would be a phenomenal coach, especially for her peers. Um, I know that there's just a really big void out there for young adults her age and, um, and there's certainly a need. So hopefully someday we will see her at the helm of self-made you. I think that you are a beautiful example of what it means to be self-made. What would you say your secret to becoming self-made is? Um, I'd say the secret is having the confidence and dedication to use um, every day as a way to get you to your goals. Um, we can't see the future, but we can decide what to do in the moment to get us where we want to be. And I think being healthy mentally and physically are the two biggest first steps to becoming self-made. Yeah, totally. It's a total mind and body transformation. And um, I would say somebody just recently asked me, what's my word for the year? And I, it came to me yesterday that it's here. It's not there. It's not, you know, the past. It's here. Like, I am enjoying where I'm at right now and not constantly looking at what's next or that finish line of a, of a particular goal. It's just being here. And then that really grounds me in what can I do today? And so that's such a great sentiment to end on. So and I would agree with you wholeheartedly that that is absolutely what it means to be self-made. So I couldn't be more proud of you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, tune in next time for episode number 10, where I will in interview another success story, another self-made success story. And until then, have a fantastic week. you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.